This is the Rich Eisen Show. And the Cowboys looked like they hadn't played a game together this year. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I don't uh, want to get into uh, any uh, addressing of any aspects of any part of it. The Rich Eisen Show. You know, he's had enough. And I think this is where you take a big swing at, say, like a bill. Earlier on the show, NFL Network Analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, host of the Right Time Podcast, Bomani Jones, host of Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to our number two of the Rich Eisen Show live on the Roku channel, which is free on every single Roku device known to man. The select Samsung Smart TV has us as well. Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app has the Roku channel on it. That's free. Same thing with the internet, the RokuChannel.com. You can check us out every single day. We had a great chat with Daniel Jeremiah in hour number one. In hour number three, Mike Florio, our friend from Pro Football Talk, will join us. You can call at any point you want, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We're on Sirius XM Odyssey in this terrestrial radio affiliate, smart enough to have us. And this man has been on multiple times uh, on the phone, but it's great to see in person the host of The Right Time with Bomani Jones, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Bomani Jones, good to see you in person. How hey, are you? Man, I'm good, man. appreciate you having me. I Anytime. escaped the East Coast before it got a little ridiculous, you know? Dicey? Look here, man. I was eating breakfast today looking at palm trees. Apparently, they're not doing that in New York right now. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> it's not, it's not the program. <laughs> that is definitely not the program, uh, for sure. Um, so let's 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 just jump right into it. Um, the Dallas Cowboys of the Philadelphia Eagles. Which one uh, would you consider to be the more disappointing NFC East team? Monty Jones. What about I mean, that can one? the Cowboys really still disappoint you? Like I feel like the Cowboys are at that point where if they continue to disappoint you, yeah, yeah. it's kind of sort of your fault, right? Yeah, yeah. The Eagles is just so much more inexplicable. Like the Cowboys had a bad game. If nothing else, if you want to just put it out there and say, hey, they played their worst game of the season at the worst time possible. Yes. You can make the argument that's an excuse, but you could pass that off as plausible. We watched the Eagles die a slow death for 17 weeks yes. or 18 weeks. It started early. They were just getting by everybody and we got into our sports cliche. Well, they're just finding ways to win. Like they was champions or something which they're not we gave them champion benefit because they came close to winning one and then you looked at how bad they looked in that game and it was over from the very beginning where i don't know what they're supposed to do right and so you will choose the eagles instead of the cowboys on that fact i will i don't think by the way they're going to make either one of those teams is going to make a coaching change I think that might be our way of looking at it well this is an unacceptable type of way to go out and I just, I just don't see both of those teams bouncing their coaches. I just don't see it. I, I think it's more likely that Jerry keeps McCarthy because Jerry doesn't like to fire coaches. Isn't that he? He has the reputation of just being a total, you know, shoot from the hip type guy, and he is not. No, it's he's the opposite of it. I talked to somebody who worked with him in a pretty significant capacity, and then worked in another NFL franchise. And the point he made was Jerry's more loyal than anybody else that he has worked with mm-hmm. in this sports realm. Like, there's a move to make on McCarthy. You could make the argument, but the only time he's moved on a coach after I want to say three years was Dave Campo. But they went five and eleven three years in a row. That's right. This isn't that. The Eagles, though, the question they have to ask themselves is. Whatever happened this year, look, I don't know these people. I don't know that team, but something looks very clearly to be broken. If something is broken, what role does the coach play in it breaking and is the coach capable of repairing it? And it seems difficult to wrap my mind around the idea that the answer to both of those are positive for Sirianni. But I also think that both of those dudes are working in a negative place where 
we're holding against them how we felt about them in the beginning. Like for Sirianni here, shaking off that press conference. Good job. You made us forget about it until something bad happened. And now you're the dude that was out there looking ridiculous at your introductory press conference. And McCarthy, every bit of skepticism that we had about him coming in, it all, it never went away, right? We all asked the question as to why in the world he had that job in the first place. And then three 12 win seasons later, people are still asking the same question. Well, that's because the last win, the last games of each one of his seasons have been spectacular failures. Yes. From, from not getting the ball placed to whatever the heck that last snap to Ezekiel Elliott was mm. in his Dallas career to this year. Well, and the other part too. And that is? The world's a little bit skeptical of our portly brothers. This is not a small. This is this is not a, this is not a small part of the discussion, man. People don't treat them right, and the assumption is not. <laughs> you know, I'm not lying about this. I'm I'm not saying Are I you, do it because I don't have the room to participate in this conversation. You're not it's, a waitist. No, no, no. I'm like, for me, this is like when John Oliver talks about the Irish, or he's like, I sound like this. I can't get into this. I'm not gonna say anything about the man, but I know the rest of y'all, man. I know where it comes from, and the double extra large is not helping his case in terms of the skepticism that people feel about him. Is that him. because you feel, people feel in this way, let's get into it here, um, that if you don't have the discipline to stay in shape, exactly you it. don't have a discipline to coach a team. That's exactly it. Really? That's it. I think where, that's, we, where are we with Andy Reid? With well, all I mean, due respect. I mean, honestly, where are we with like 45% of the American population, if we be being honest guy. about this. Like, we're, we're, we are we a pudgy people. And I'm saying we to throw myself into this. I've gained a little weight in the last couple months, uh, right? I'm getting a little closer to joining you, you look, guys. You look great. Hey, thank you, thank you. But this is just, You're welcome. I, like, like, it's not my fault that other people are bad. We just have to acknowledge the fact that we we struggle a little bit with how we, how we deal with our chubbier friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They are friends. Of course. You know, so a little bit. Of, <laughs> so, so you're saying you're saying that McCarthy could keep his job if he just hit hit that Ozempic a little I'm bit. I'm saying that like people, he should get the Ozempic, the Wagovi treatment here. I'm saying that people would be a little less harsh toward him. Unbelievable. If that were that, if that look, I'm just just think about your life, man. Just think about how it goes. This is this is who we are. I thought he's he's been looking good this year. Actually. Better? Yeah, I do. Better? Well, I mean, well, he's got the beard to try to hide it. Oh my god! That's yeah, guys, see that never guys. helps. Big guys get beards, you guys. Look at Santa. All right. Santa. You want to chime in here, Felly? Is that what you want to say? Right, I just took that as a personal shot, but it's all right. <laughs> I'm telling people to be nicer to folks in that realm. I'm not saying you one of them. I'm just telling you, man. Like, people need to be better. That's just how they... Sorry, Jay. They're they not doing right by... I don't know how this got to be about me, by the way. Because <laughs> no, you, you keep throwing yourself in the mix here. You know? no, You're the one who's throwing yourself in the mix you, here. You, you keep sticking me with these awkward silences. Like, after I say it, you're like, oh! No, then no, I'm no, just no. like, that's no, all good. Bomani Jones is here on the Rich Eisen Show. You just came in You just came in like the proverbial house of fire, which is great. What, what did you say to me when I, you first saw me? You're like... Um, something about the one every 30 years. Yes, what's every 30 years? I did not say said, first. Go ahead, one. tell him what you, what you said to me. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I said something about uh, you still riding the high from that once every 30 year championship thing. Though, to be fair, it's more accurately first full championship since the Korean War. That's true. Like, if I wanted to drop the bombs, so to speak, right? If <laughs> yes. I wanted to be like, wow, Doug MacArthur would have loved to see this day. That would have been a That's better true. way to put it. And then I told you that uh, everything after yeah. the slight about how long it's taken... <laughs> Like. Is what I would prefer to just, you know, rest on the, the present, yes. the moment. Hold on, though. But it wasn't a slight. It was an appreciation for the magnitude of the situation. Like, I okay. used to root for Texas. And when they won that championship in 05, it was literally the first championship they'd ever won with black people. <laughs> 
Literally. That's not an exaggeration. The last time they'd won a championship was the last segregated national champion. Mm. And so it was not to take a dig, but to no. lean into the significance of the moment. But you're also, you know, um, I, I would definitely say aware enough to realize that I didn't require the perspective in, <laughs> to be mixed in with the congratulatory I statement. You I know, know what I, I mean? Like there's the congratulatory statement on its own. It doesn't require the perspective. I know that's, you know, you provide perspective it's professionally fair. that's your that's 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 why there's the right time so it wasn't the right time I feel to you. say that i feel you I, Jones, I, you're you right know? about that i could have said that wow since the korean war ohio <laughs> state's got five of these and you guys have one and a half i could i, I could have done that I but need, i thought i thought i was being good about I it i don't need the facts either i'm just saying i'm just Other saying then congratulations <laughs> you must feel great that <laughs> michigan won it all yes I'm just saying, you, you know, guys get you a couple more. You'll pass Woody Hayes since the uh, since the uh, Korean War. Okay, Woody Hayes I, I, quit I that job in 1978. Oh my God! What do you got <laughs> against Michigan? I have nothing against Michigan, actually. I went to a game in Ann Arbor last year. I went to their Michigan, the game against Michigan State. Okay. I found it to be a very delightful experience. The, although I will say, yes. they, the, the pregame, no, no, no. And I think you I think you know what I'm about to talk about. No, and I do, I, I, do feel like, I do feel like everything I'm saying, I do have to feel like, oh, but wait a minute. No, it's okay. But they started the game, and they got, like, everybody's got their video hype thing. Yeah, yeah. And Michigan has the advantage of an alumni base that has the voice of all voices, which is James Earl Jones. And so James Earl Jones yes. does the voice. And I I believe he says in all of his Darth Vader CNN glory, we are the greatest university in the world. <laughs> and I'm in this crowd of 110,000 people. I'm guessing 90,000 of which didn't go to no damn University of Michigan. And I'm like, why are you talking about the university right now? We about to watch some football. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to say it was the greatest state of all time, eh, I, you know, everybody likes to feel that way. I'm from Texas, so I know better. But we are the greatest university in the world. Hey, man, we're just trying to watch a game, dog. I understand. He could be. We we, we should have him say, "We are your father." Just really, just, just go straight well, into it. when you play it. at Michigan State because that's the game own. I went to. I think it's the one where the boys uh, exacted their revenge in the tunnel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was ugly. It's a it's a it's a nasty rivalry. And but my favorite thing is when we do beat Michigan State. Is I have this photograph of Jamel Hill smoking a cigar <laughs> that she was that she posted after Michigan lost to Michigan State the last time or one of those times mm-hmm. she's smoking this cigar and I saved it and I just because <laughs> it's going to turn at some point and after every Michigan went over Michigan State I just popped that thing it wasn't out. that it's time that it looked fantastic. like Michigan was going to win that game and then the kick went the other way and, that then, was, it, it, and, it, and it, yeah it, and then she's just smoking a cigar yes. out of it or something like that. and I was like okay but on the bright side y'all broke that dude's pelvis that scored the touchdown I've forgotten about that wonder how that dude felt in the end. Was it worth it? Because I don't think so. Bomani Jones here on the Rich Eisen Show. The right time with Bomani Jones presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment is available wherever you can get your podcasts right now. All right. So what is the story in the NBA now that we are past the uh, de facto midway point of the season? What do you got for me on that front? I feel like we are in a very interesting transitionary period in the NBA. And that is? I mean, you're looking at Minnesota and Oklahoma City being the best teams in the West. Like the next generation of player mm-hmm. seems to be pushing forward. So in the NFL, we just made the transition out of like the Brady, Manning, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers toward the end. We have moved out of that place, and yes. now we're talking about the next generation of dudes. Now is the time for me for that next generation of NBA players to step up. The next generation of really good teams. Oklahoma City. 
it was going to take a little while. And it only took a little while, right. to be fair. But now, Presti's got that thing humming. They got the players. Uh, my brother in skinniness, Chet, is out here making it happen. I saw some <laughs> clip of him after a game where he took his shirt off, and he, he wears a pad right here in the middle of his chest. And I was like, that's a hero right there. <laughs> I relate to what's going on with him. Um, so to me, that is the most interesting thing. I mean, I think it's all going to come back to the champs are the champs. The best player in the world is the best player in the world. And right. I think they're going to spank everybody on the way out. But I am I'm glad to see the next generation of the NBA like really beginning in force. So Jokic and the Nuggets are just letting the youngins have their day right now. I just don't know what anybody's supposed to do with him. He is unbelievable. I mean, that shot he made to beat the Warriors from, what, 40-something feet where he <laughs> shot like Jamal Wilkes back in the day, like both hands over his head. Um, you know, he I, I don't know. When it all comes down to it, he is the best player on the planet. But, I mean, who would you consider is in the Eastern Conference the next young stars? Is it Halliburton before he got hurt? Or who are you, Probably. Who are you throwing in there? I am big. The, Halliburton is in one of these tricky situations right now where I feel like I, like a lot of people who talk about him, have seen more numbers than they actually have seen him play because, you know, I work really hard to be sitting at my house watching the Indiana Pacers on my off time. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not really, that's not really me. But I have watched him and he's just, the numbers he's putting up around unreal and he's really 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 good like yeah. to the point where Sacramento traded him and got back Sabonis and Sabonis was really good and you got to wonder man did they get got in that trade the argument that they did not get got was it unlocked De'Aaron Fox well maybe De'Aaron Fox need to get unlocked by somebody else if you had to give up Halliburton in the process of it so I think that maybe he he leans toward being that guy I think that's the direction I go in. And then anyway, who else? Uh, Brunson in the East. I don't know. He's been around a while, but yeah, I like I'm Brunson just a lot. Throw... I mean, hey, there's still that Jason Tatum guy up there that has been. He's in that place where he started doing it so young and has been doing it for so long that you can forget that he's what like 25 or something like that. Right. That's why I wouldn't. But I. That's why I don't throw him. He's been around long enough. I don't put him in the the Chet Holmgren. You know. Yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't throw him in with Anthony Edwards. Those are guys who are still you know making their bones. I guess. Yeah. I think way. that's fair. I think that's fair. You except know, again, like I don't throw Giannis in there either. Obviously, he's won yeah. a championship. But it's but. just because Tatum started so young. It's really right. just because he got in. I mean, he came in the door swinging. I don't love the way that he goes about handling his business. Now, Scotty Barnes, by the way, is another guy that you could put well, in I that heard discussion. He's the face of the NBA, right? <laughs> I heard that. That's by the way, that Darko Rand is one of our favorites of all time. Oh man, he was. Look, I just love the fact that he was so hot. Like I'm trying to learn Spanish right now, right? Mm -hmm. And I yearn to get to the point where I can speak angrily. <laughs> and just go right. I ain't got to think about language. these. Yeah, I ain't got to think about these words. They just come out here yeah. and mess none of it up. Neither he just roll with well, it. Well, we have we have uh, it's 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 we we have right. this this screen grab that we keep throwing <laughs> up every now and then, and then we we have a we we have him as a, a drop as well. But Del Tufo messed it up. Did he did he did he it's bail it somewhere? Did not he bury it somewhere? It. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, anyway, yeah, he went off, and we we were surprised that he got, only got fined twenty five thousand dollars until we found out that was the that was the max that you. Could oh no, they went for it. it. They had to. But he hey, look, Scotty yeah. Barnes is the face of the NBA in Canada. You got to remember, man, that man lived in another country. <laughs> <laughs> you know? As far as he's concerned, he's like whenever they talk about basketball here, they talk about Scotty Barnes. Right. Well, the face of the NBA in Canada used to be um, Kawhi. And yes. I guess we're also, are we overlooking what's happening with the Clippers right now? Because we live in a Lakers world. We, yeah. we currently are residing right now in a Lakers town. But what they're doing with Harden, I mean, is the real deal, well, it appears. What right I now. think happened with them was it started so bad and yeah. they looked awful. 
And once it started bad and it looked awful, I think that people decided they were going to be awful and then they went back to paying attention to football. And then they're going to have this moment where they come back and they're like, yo, have you heard that the Clippers have actually been over here killing it? Because it's a bit shocking to me. Mm -hmm. They confirmed all the skepticism anybody would have about adding James Harden in the first place. And I do think that they're being overlooked. But I also think nothing they do with James Harden matters until we start talking about the postseason because – We've seen it from him so many times where it's not small sample stuff anymore. You get to the end and you got to look at that dude and be like, okay, what are we going to get from you? And if you can't get anything from him, he will effectively neutralize Kawhi Leonard, who is literally one of the greatest postseason performers who's ever lived. You're hoping that that sort of thing and the Paul George that we saw when uh, Kawhi got hurt in the postseason, he stepped up. You're hoping that all of that can matter more than James Harden and that you don't have to give Harden the ball so much that he can sink your whole ship. But the problem with Harden has been less that he did not show up in the postseason. Not showing up is not such a big deal. Other people can cover for you when you don't show up to work. But when you show up to work and just start throwing stuff around and breaking things, now we got a whole different problem. Can he show up and not mess things up? That's what we're going to get the answer for. Because he usually does break the franchise when it all Whole comes thing. down to it because he wants to leave, yes. right? Like yes. that's <laughs> been that's been the MO for it. So you're saying he's great in the regular season, wondering if he's short in the postseason. He's the Cowboys with a beard? Is that what you're saying? Fair. Fair. Pretty much. I'm just Fair. trying to figure out he's the Cowboys with a beard because I just want to make sure because the guy over your right shoulder, TJ Jefferson, is that rare subset of Cowboys Clipper fans. Really? TJ? You want to chime in right here or what? <laughs> What's there to say? Everything he said is true until it gets done in the postseason. It, yeah. it is what it is. Because I'm looking at you and you seem to be about my age so I can understand. Oh, he won't up. tell you how old he yeah, is. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just guessing here, right? How old, how old are you, Bomani? I am 43. Oh, he's older than that. Okay. We're in the same, you know. <laughs> well, in which case, see, that makes it even crazier because I understand the Cowboys thing. Mm-hmm. Voluntarily picking up the Clippers given the generation that you're in. Who just <laughs> well, decides, like, well, yeah, losers. I, I, That's I, what I'm I, about. I moved here in 99. I was just, I'm a Sixer fan by birth. Mm-hmm. Moved here, I didn't want to root for the Lakers. So I decided, all right, let me root for the Clippers. And when they turn it around, it'll be cool. Still waiting for that U-turn. Yeah, the Clipper fans mostly here in this town are, uh, they're they're kind of like a melting pot, but a large part of the melting pot are East Coast transplants (laughs) for whom rooting for the Lakers would have to happen over their dead bodies. But they love love the NBA and want to see it live and have chosen the Clippers as their team. All right, so there's contrarians like my my guy Lance who works with me. He's a Clippers fan. He's from here. He's from Carson. He's a Clippers guy. That's a big contrarian. You do have Him and Daryl? Those are the other Clippers. (laughs) That's that's the other thing I was about to say. And then you got guys like Daryl who, as I recall, the story was Daryl lost his job and was feeling bad about himself and he turned on the TV and he saw this bunch of losers and was like, you know what? We're going to be losers together. Not that Daryl is still a loser. Nothing feels more like I'm a loser than losing your job. I've lost my job many times. It makes you feel like a loser. So he was just sitting there like, I'm a loser. They're losers. Did you have a job when you decided you were going to root for the Clippers? Yeah, I did, as a matter of fact. Uh, was it, was but it you a good one? Think about it. Yeah, yeah. Was, was it what? Was it a good one? Yeah, I was, I was, I was working in a talent agency. So I mean, they got all kinds of jobs in the talent agency, you know. <laughs> I was an assistant, you know. Okay, uh, that's everybody go. starts in the talent <laughs> agency. I think you finally drilled down to yeah, make your point. Saying, like when people say I had a job in a place but don't tell you what it was, it's like I knew this dude once who told us, he's like, oh, I work for BMW. Partner, you fix cars. And there's nothing wrong with fixing cars, but stop talking to me like you out here designing them. You're not. You would have told me you design cars. Well, plus, TJ. I, I, I was submitting commercial actors for, for commercials. Hold on, my man. I, so, I didn't mean to make so you explain it to me. Yeah. 
That's This is a defensive operation, by the way. I just no. had a little joke with him about Michigan, and now he's all on the intake no. all these digs. We're about very it. sensitive. Yeah, he's like, well, actually, so that you know, that commercial right there, the one with, uh, yes, I am, I did that. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's letting us know all of them. I was trying to downplay it. But well, <laughs> you know, should, I guess we shouldn't go with the third rail for you, sports-wise, TJ Jefferson, which is the number of teams that you do root for. I mean, sure, you can. There we go. That, right up, look at the screen, Bamadi. That, these are all teams he roots for. Outrageous. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. This you have to explain because there is there is something so contradictory on here that can't be defended, and I bet you know exactly what it is. I know it's in the it's in the bottom left there, right? Yes, it is. How? Okay, how? So Georgetown. My grandma loved Patrick Ewing, so because of that, I start like in Georgetown. I was reading that. Remember Athlon Street and Smith magazine yeah. back in the day? I saw a kid named Grant Hill, whose dad, Calvin Hill, played for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. I knew his dad because I'm a Cowboys fan. And that's like, the it was Duke? Before my time. Okay. Grant Hill. Grant Hill was supposed to go to Georgetown. So for his whole <laughs> junior and season season, I'm following this kid through magazines. I'm like, I'm a fan of this guy. So then he ended up going to Duke. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to root for Grant Hill. And that turned into. I once wrote that if Duke played the Ku Klux Klan, I'd root for a (laughs) zero, zero tie. And I thought that hit your editor's desk. Like, whoa, what a lead. That's how it landed. It was the first line of the piece. And uh, I've said that somebody from the Niners tweeted me the other day. It was like, hey, you should come join our team. I'm like, I would root. I would join the clan before I would join. <laughs> Michael Wilbon says that if Notre Dame played the Ku Klux Klan, he root for the boys in white. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot about that, but you can't be a Duke fan and a Georgetown fan of that era because the whole reason to root for Georgetown is the antithesis of Duke. The whole reason they root for Duke is because they hate Georgetown. I liked Grant Hill. I don't know what to say. And by the way, Grant Hill was supposed to go to Georgetown but went to Duke. That's the whole reason to be down on the whole operation. In fact, that makes me look at Grant Hill a little bit funny. <laughs> I'm kidding, Grant. I promise. I promise. The I was sensitive love, about that. I love how you oh, didn't God. say which one of the pennants made you most offended, and he knew exactly <laughs> what it was. It's an internal you conflict. You knew exactly, <laughs> TJ, you knew exactly where he was going. Because it's, what is this, uh, June the 4th, January 14th? It's not the first time this conversation well, that's has true. come up. Okay. I'll never forget this. Yeah. One time, a friend of my parents, came over and it was Duke and Florida were playing in the 94 Final Four mm-hmm. and he went to North Carolina Central in Durham and he came in and he's sitting there and he goes well you know I went to college in Durham think I'm rooting for Duke today and it was like the needle went off the record and everybody just froze <laughs> and looked around and my mother the sweetest woman I have ever met in my life looked at him and explained he would be watching the how the game somewhere else <laughs> if he was going to think he was going to come in here and root for Duke Really? Wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. So did he did he get a no, no, he chilled out. He just oh, okay. he just kept quiet. If you get a chance, go on YouTube, my show Game Theory from HBO. Yes. Our Duke episode is still up there and you will understand. It's a it's a very serious thing for a lot of us that stopped us from rooting for Duke. But some of us was raised different, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me what happens when Duke plays Georgetown though, or Duke played Michigan. I think, he's done, I, I, think he's, I think he's done asking you questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. Like That looks like Jackie Robinson on the wall. What do you think he think about this? <laughs> well, How do you think, you think Fossey right, Brown will root for right Duke? Dr. J, that's Dr. J right there. You, can't, no, you I, think Dr. J will root for Duke? Probably not. You think Duke will recruit Dr. J? 
I don't know, but you're asking like I, I ain't got no de- Duke tattoos. It's not like I, I you know, it is. What yeah, it I mean, is, if you man. had if like, you had to rank them, that's probably the lowest down the list. Yeah, I mean, Georgetown's my all time favorite. Like, no uh, question. The right time with Bomani Jones, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Yeah, very available. judgmental, Bo, is all I'm saying. Wherever <laughs> you, I'm very judgmental. Wherever you get your podcasts, uh, congratulations on that. Every, Thank you're, you, man. You're, I don't know how often you're in L.A., but stop by anytime. Oh, I'd love to. And go blue, man. <laughs> it sounded really no i'm serious completed. i'm so ha- like i remember what it was like when texas won that championship right i know that feeling mm-hmm. it's great I'm, it I'm, I'm like it's a it's a good one you get to ride it out oh. forever and for everybody most of us are not alabama you only Correct. get one of these championships every couple of decades that's Correct. legitimately it fact or you know twice since a major international conflict understood and so you enjoy it you know so enjoy it rich enjoy it oh, thank he you he is enjoying it oh he, by the way he is. He oh is. i am Saying, uh, he's saying it with his chest. Oh, I am. Lot. Everybody in the state of Ohio has heard from me. Literally, I might have gone one by one. I might go door to door. It'll be great. You and Desmond will probably have more fun with this than anybody oh, else in the world. Oh, yes. And don't forget Charles Woodson, too, because he's the one who brings the alcohol. <laughs> At Bomani underscore Jones, Twitter and Instagram. Again, check out The Right Time with Bomani Jones, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for coming on yeah, here. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. And if you you know need a guest or looking for a guest, I'm happy oh, yeah, to. This is, fun I've, this is the most fun I've ever had doing a radio hit, to be perfectly oh, honest. Fantastic. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a simulcast, too. You're on, you're on TV as well, which is, you know, and, and to all the people out there who are trying to lose weight, we're with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and if you can't lose weight, I still love you. I don't, I don't judge you it's more harshly you. than other people. As long as you're not it's a not football you. coach. It's not me. You're just pointing out the way society acts. Yep. Okay. Bomani Jones here on the Rich Eisen Show. Back with more in a moment. (laughs) Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What is the furthest you've ever thrown a football, Josh? The furthest was in Wyoming, so I did get a little assistance from the elevation. Yes. Uh, but it was right around 83 yards. Right, ar- <laughs> yeah. right around 83. Yeah. Are we rounding up or are we rounding down to the 83, Josh? We are probably rounding up just a little bit, but uh, yeah, 83 was, uh, that was the number. So, I don't know, I'm looking up to see if you're playing in Denver at all so you can play, you can get a little bit of uh, some altitude. Can you do that in an NFL game, you think? I mean, there was one game, I think it was my rookie year against the Dolphins. Um, I, I threw a ball staying near as hard as I can, and I my receiver was 60, 70 yards downfield, and I overthrew him just by a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> you airbailed him. I did, and that that was just one of those, like, I didn't, I didn't feel like I threw it as hard as I could, but my hip fired so hot, and it just came out of my hand extremely well, and it was spinning, and... Um, it was a little warm in Miami, so it might, might have flown a little farther, but uh, it was just one of those that just kind of even uh, blew me off guard. So uh, something I've toned down a little bit, though, and I feel like I've got a little more control on my, my sure. ball right now. Oh, understood. No, accuracy and is, is something that you definitely have improved on, as we have seen. So let's just walk me through this. At some point during a game in your career, let's just say it could even happen this, this weekend against New England, where you have to throw a Hail Mary to win it. Uh, at what yardage do you say to your coach, I still got this? Give it to me. Your own probably, what? Your own what? We're like, I know I can get the ball in the air um, and get it probably a good four or five yards even in. So I'm probably around the 35. Your own 35? Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, you're probably going to have to avoid a rush a little bit, even if they're coming at you with three man. You're going to have to roll out a little bit. So right around your own 30 something yard line, you can you can get it in there. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Unbelievable. One day we're going to see it. We're going to see that one day. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. That was, a, that was hilarious. <laughs> I was, uh, and that went as, as I expected it would. And we now have uh, those, you know, obviously didn't see it because he was sitting here and he didn't hear it for sure, on the radio. I do believe we have a new member of our taller-than-you-think-he-really-is yes. community. Yes. Nah, I always thought he was tall. Did you really think? Well, we, he, we he's like 6'2". Yeah. I, I, I yeah. We were at the sports Emmys uh, either last year or the year before. Was I there? I don't think I... Yes, you were there. Okay. Yeah. That was right after we touched uh, Jeff Passon's hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe I was too busy just getting as many drinks in me as possible because yes. you're not allowed to, you're 100%. not allowed food or water or they won't they won't allow anything in there. They'll <laughs> just you're, you're in there all the way to the end and my category is always the last or second to last. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I'm patently disappointed by the end of the night. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this thing on? Uh, yes, we're back. Two times, <laughs> two times we're, disappointed. We're back. We're back. Well, Three. that's for us. Yeah. Three for us. Three for us. No, I meant like I'm at halfway the end to of the Susan night. Lucci, pal. You're in two categories. Oh yes, oh, yeah, you're in true. Two yeah, well then, sometimes it's a back-to-back punch. You know, <laughs> right then left or left then right. At any rate, Rich, he's taller than I than I remembered. He's, he's very tall. Yeah, yeah, very tall. He's like six two. And. uh not big boned like Mike McCarthy. Oh my God! <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> what do you call him? A portly fellow? A portly, portly. fellow. <laughs> <laughs> fat shaman. 
No, I don't think so. He was saying that that's just way way people sometimes view individuals who are, um, yeah, are, yeah I, you know, I guess uh, bigger in the community. Yeah, <laughs> when happens. they're coaches, he has a point. Not a point. Same way he's saying it's correct. Well, then where does Andy Reid and you, fall in this? I'm just saying you go on social media and you read it. It's like yeah, people do act that way. Andy Reid used reason. to get murdered for clock management forever. Yeah, until we won. Well, that, we're talking about being a coach. You, you're so, asking people on social media to be rational. Man. All right. like, also, we didn't get this yesterday. Clock management. What was Sean McVay doing at the end of the first half? Just letting the clock run down. Not a whole minute at a timeout. Uh, you're deep in your own end. I don't know. You got a guy who's balling. You're getting the ball. You're getting the ball. You're getting the ball. Stafford's slinging it. Puka's balling. Like trying to get in field goal range. I got it. You're indoors. I I just think that Ram season was way beyond expectation and i'm not going to sit here and criticize much yeah because dude the rams I found know, that's fair the rams found a gem in the fifth round of nakua mm-hmm. they found a new dynamic running back for this group oh yeah their offensive line is set right um and what what else they they got a bunch of young defenders you've never heard of um, unfortunately for him, and maybe fortunately for them, for some reason, people are are yeah. Kobe Turner high, on, the, are, on are, the defensive line could right, be defensive rookie of the rookie year, right? And yeah. then you're not you're, you you may not uh, lose Raheem Morris for some reason. Yeah, he should be I mean, head coach. You you hear from anybody who's been coached by him or been part of the same staff with him, and they're like, the Bucks got him really early, mm-hmm. and he may not have been ready in the same way Pete Carroll. Right, a little too right? early. Yeah. The Jets and the and Patriots got on Pete Carroll before he was ready or considered ready or his situation. He followed Gruden after he won the championship there. He did a great job with the Falcons as their DC. And then I know he's been crushing it with the Rams. Right. And so it was interesting. I think what Daniel Jeremiah said earlier is like, they might be the team to go ahead and draft somebody now and have ready when, you want to move on or you think you're going to move on from your veteran quarterback, pull the Jordan Love and go and get somebody. And the Rams are 19th in the draft order now. Now we know where those who are right did not win on wild card weekend are slotted. They're first up. The Out of everybody that just made the uh, – uh, just <laughs> got eliminated from playoff – from the playoffs, they're 19th. Obviously, as you know, 18 teams did not make it. They're 19th. And now, you know, when the Packers and Texans, whenever they're eliminated, they're going to wind up slotted in these spots of divisional playoff round losers, if you will. Yeah, as we mentioned yesterday, they have 10 picks in this draft. Who, the Rams, right? Yeah, the Rams have 10 picks. Rams are 19th overall. So if there's any quarterback that drops that you want to get a fifth year of contractual control on, just like where where did Love get drafted? Was he 20th overall or something like that? Mm. He right around there, or is he around twenty third, twenty fourth? Stand by. The Rams are in that range right now. You know, that's just an interesting choice. You got the Steelers sitting at twenty. Maybe they do that too. Twenty six. Yeah, Jordan Love twenty six. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but they're at nineteen. They're in that Bonix, JJ McCarthy kind of range. You know where the Texans are? Twenty third. You know why? Because they've got the Browns draft choice yep. from Deshaun Watson. Oh, my goodness. Dude. You want to talk about trades that just look 
like one of the worst as it currently stands right now? Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's a terrible trade. I mean, well, I mean, as and it currently Russell, looks. Russell Wilson won. Wasn't, uh, I know that we're all talking about that, great, too. Not great either. And the Cowboys, 24th overall on the clock at 12 and 5. Oh, my goodness gracious. Ooh, mock draft has you. Keon Coleman, I'm seeing, TJ. You'd like that. Florida State receiver. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And, you know, the Cowboys and the Eagles, you, you, Chris, sometimes with your career, it, it's the thing I love about doing Overreaction Monday, our, our segment and our podcast, is. The concept, you know, we came up with this, what, eight years, six years, seven years ago, whatever? Yeah. Like, let's come up with a concept ago. where, obviously, there's everyone's got an overreaction segment in our business sure. or what have you. And it, it, it it's like, let's take in what the general consensus, the craziness in our sports media world says in a knee-jerk reaction and see if there's any legitimacy to it. <laughs> Right, like that's the general. That's what we. Yeah, we hit a topic and then we kind of talk with. it out. And sometimes you're so off the wall <laughs> that it's laughable, right? Big but, misses, but, yeah. but they're also based in facts of what is happening and how people view it. And it's a that's, snapshot. That's of why the I love, I yeah. love, I love the construct and how we're we're yeah. executing it. Obviously, this is not one of those moments. Like, let me talk about how great we are. Yeah. But the reason why I bring it up is that sometimes you get it spot on by accident by accident (laughs) but by trying to be off the wall right you get it spot on and i think about a month ago you said the nfc east is going to be winless in the playoffs that you thought the eagles and the cowboys despite the conversation we've been having all season long about them dueling it out for that all-important NFC East championship because that's going to be the highest seed, potentially even the one seed, the bye week. And then when the Cowboys, as we know, started to – got smoked by San Francisco and then the Eagles lost to San Francisco, that got downgraded from the one-seed conversation – down to the two seed and the lions even raised their hand saying, well, we might be the two seed until the eligible stuff happened. And so the Eagles fall off a cliff and the Cowboys lose in Miami after they lose in Buffalo. And you go on the air and you say, they're going to go both one and done. That was your overreaction. I believe I called that an overreaction. I said that that is not going to happen. And not only did they get one and done, the Eagles and the Cowboys, I asked this of NFL Network research right around the second quarter last night when I sensed that the Eagles, as soon as they didn't get the brotherly shove in, I said, this is done. I reached out. I'm like, how many times have we ever seen in the history of the playoffs, or just give me the Super Bowl era, how many times have we seen a division send multiple teams to the playoffs? And everybody gets one and done, and they don't even hold a lead in either of the games. So I even upped it. Like, your overreaction was winless. Winless, and they won't even have a lead in the playoff games that they both get one and done in. I would have called that an overreaction, but it happened. 
It's the sixth time oh. in the Super Bowl era a division has sent multiple teams to the playoffs and they lose without even holding a lead. This year's Cowboys and Eagles, last time it happened, was when, in 2021, when the Cowboys and Eagles did it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Remember when Jalen Hurts got one and done by the by Tom Brady and the Bucks? Okay. And the, the Cowboys didn't even hold the lead against the 49ers in the game where they didn't get the ball spotted. Right. The other instances were the 05 AFC South, Colts and Jaguars, okay. 03 okay. AFC West, Chiefs and Broncos, the 86 NFC West, Rams and Niners, and the 73 AFC Central, Bengals and Steelers. Multiple teams to the playoffs. They get one and done, and they don't even hold a lead at any point in the game. That's how remarkably disappointing the NFC East turned out to be this year. Not only... Did they get one and done? They never even had a lead. And in the case of the Cowboys, they weren't even close. And last night, the closest they were was what, three nothing? It was three nothing, yeah. And even then, the way the Eagles were performing, it looked Well, they just got dominated on that first drive, and you kind of felt if you're the Eagles fan, you felt lucky that they only kicked a field goal. Well, but when, when David Moore scored that forty four yarder and like he he ran through it like it was a flag football game. Yeah. And then Trey Palmer ran through it 56 yards. I mean, tackling is just effort. Like it, it's That's why I call it the runny nose, like the patient know? is ill. You know, like uh, unable to throw strikes in baseball. Yeah. Right? Turnovers and, uh, in, in basketball. basketball. Yeah, it's just just ugly, undisciplined. Right. I can't believe Those that Those are the that ones happened. that you yeah. feel is the most fixable. It's not a physical fix it's a mental yeah, it's just focus fix and that's why it always falls on the coaching when you turn it over in in um in basketball again like for the Steelers they were not prepared to play that game yesterday that fumble and then Mason Rudolph throws that one poor pass you know when when Elam it looked like Elam was gonna yeah. he's getting toasted on that drive yeah and then he just turns around then there's the ball but the Steelers also got the benefit of that Fryermuth fumble that grazed off his helmet. No, I, 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 mean, I hear you, but yeah. I'm just pointing out in turnovers to me in football isn't like that's coaching. You know, it could be that you're constantly talking about points of pressure and you can't affect a player from losing it. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll, I'm going to use the example against what I love to talk about reaching for the pylon. Yeah, you never see the Patriots do it, right? Yeah, I mean, or Belichick team. All I'm saying that way. Yeah. But not tackling. That's a coaching thing because the players don't aren't given the effort. Yeah. How about that? Not only was know, Brockman man. right about the <laughs> NFC East being winless, they didn't even have a lead. That's crazy. And they're done. We'll take a break. 844-204-Rich, number to dial. Speaking of talking about things I was right about, I told you all about the Bills. I told you all. That's next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So the Saints fired their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, out. So... The Saints need a new offensive coordinator. The Bears need a new offensive coordinator. Everybody that's just fired their coaches might need a new offensive coordinator. Uh, John Gruden? I don't know. He's been uh, he was a, a, a consultant this year with them, and it. he's been uh, bowing about. It's a name you're seeing on, uh, right, on now? right now in yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be a choice. That would get the attention of the league office. It would be a choice. Him and Dennis Allen have a relationship. So, I don't know. We'll see. Wow. The I mean, if you're looking for an offensive coordinator, you better go You better go jump on one ASAP because everybody's needing one. Yep. The Eagles The Eagles probably need one. They're gonna, oh, for sure. They're going to move in a different direction. Yep. If the Cowboys fire their coaches... They'd fire their play caller with him. I mean, is Bill O'Brien going to be back in New England? Hell no. I don't think so. Do you? I kind of don't. Yeah. Well, Gerard Mayo gets introduced tomorrow. Yep. Damn, man. Wondering if Belichick's sons stick around in New England. Uh, there's kind of been a push for them to stay. Uh, Gerard's been talking up Steve. Okay. And so, but you know, I don't know. Don't would, you think you dad go with your dad? Yeah. Well, I mean, don't you think dad would want him to go? I would think so. Yeah. Steve's done a really good job on the defense the last few years. So. Interesting. Time. Okay. Wild, wild coaching. Carousel. Back on the Rich Eisen show. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Our friend Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk is going to join us shortly. Uh, top of hour number three. Listen, when I say things into this microphone, I, I believe them, and I'd love to be right, obviously. But that's not the point. But when I'm right, I, I, I do like to return to the microphone and um, enforce that. <laughs> Tell us how right you are. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people in this business do that. For so sure. I'll, I'll, I'll allow myself the latitude. We all know what the name of the show is, right? Mm-hmm. I told everybody. Right around when they were six and six, 
I'm going to keep repeating this as long as I'm staying right. <laughs> Do not let the Buffalo Bills in the tournament. Don't do it. Don't do it. And a bunch of teams had the opportunity to prevent them from doing it. But they didn't. And the Buffalo Bills have now won six in a row. And you tell me a team that has the following. Ahead of steam and the momentum has also a defense that keeps on. I mean, they're like that, that, uh, the dark night from Holy grail, <laughs> just getting one important body part after another chopped off <laughs> and they keep fighting like that. They're ready to just take somebody out. How many people do they get carted off? How many teams can, can have a cart on the field? Terrell Bernard was the latest one. Apparently, it's not a break, by the way. It looked like he broke his broke his foot just landing on a, a, the frozen turf. But it's just a flesh wound. And Oliver keeps on balling out. As long as they got people who are healthy, they're balling out. How many teams have difference-making playmakers in the so-called skill position? Stephon Diggs may not be, you know, going off like he's Tyreek Hill. But he's making enough important catches and then taking your Gatorade. And just when you thought, you know, you've gotten down to their last rung of playmakers, they um, they become the first team in the history of the National Football League playoffs. First team ever to have not one, but two tight ends score touchdowns in the first quarter of an NFL playoff game. It's never happened before. Dawson Knox, then Dalton Kincaid. First quarter, boom. And then you're up 14. You're up 14. And here's the ultimate. You got a quarterback who stands in his pocket after snapping the ball from his own 48 and says, I'll run it in from here. Come on. Same quarterback who found those tight ends in the first quarter is like, I got this one. Man, that pass to Kincaid was a laser. Well, but I'm talking about the run here No, now. I know. His post-game soundbite is just also a perfect microcosm of how confident Josh Allen and the Bills are right now. They, they played man. It was third and long. They played man. Um, didn't have a great man call on. So I decided to try to find a lane and uh, got, I don't know, 15, 20 yards downfield. And, you know, there's the, the a lot of guys screaming slide and didn't slide and scored. So it worked out that time. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys screaming slide and didn't slide. I didn't slide. <laughs> Kenny Pickett standing on the sideline going, I know that. I don't hold sliding you think thing. You think not, he fake slid? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. No, I'm just saying. No, he didn't fake slide. It just. Oh, but I'm it's getting, one of those things where you're like, oh, he's going to go down. But well, uh, Steelers fans think he fake slid. Well, the announcer said he fake slid. 
I didn't think I, that I at think all. So. I, I don't think he faked. I just think that we're just expecting him to go down. And he's yeah. just like, why Why am I going down? If they're just going to arm tackle also, also, me, I'm going in. The field is ice. It's frozen. Dude, he's trying to get his footing. I'm just saying what the call was. The train yeah. whistles, the whole bit. And because of Kadarius Tony's foot, although the Bills did have time left on the clock, had Travis Kelsey's remarkable lateral to Tony against the Bills True. had stood as called. The Bills have the Chiefs in their house. Finally. Finally, finally, finally in the playoffs. And this team that did not see a divisional playoff game for their team, home or away, for 24 straight years, now has a divisional playoff for a fourth straight year. And this one, to make the AFC Championship game this time, they get Mahomes in their house. First time in Mahomes' career, he will play a playoff game outside of Arrowhead that's not the Super Bowl. A first true road playoff game for Mahomes, and the only other time he's played in Buffalo was during COVID when there were no fans in the stands. This will be his first time in this stadium with fans in the stands. It is on, and that's why the league... Put it as the last game of the divisional playoff weekend. Oh, baby. Oh, boy. And if I'm right, don't let them in the postseason. And they are the ones by the end of this weekend to officially, officially make sure we will have a new Super Bowl champion this year. Look no further than the foot of Kadarius Tony, <laughs> and that is the ultimate body part that let the Bills in the tournament. And maybe you could say they would have made the tournament anyway. That's the foot that put the Chiefs in Buffalo for this one. Can't wait, and I'm sure the Bills Mafia is just. Champing at the bit, man. How are you guys feeling about that game? What do you mean? Like, who you think it's going to come out? I don't know. I need some time because the Chiefs looked a heck of a lot better in their game against the Dolphins. If, uh, couldn't punch the ball in the end zone. I get it. You know. I like the Bills at home. The Chiefs, as you know, have been riding the defense. Notice I finished the word. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Wait, what? Did you see that clip? Uh, uh, oh, oh, okay. Yes, yes. Chris sure. Rose and MJD. Okay. <laughs> They've been riding the defense. So <laughs> let's let's just all pump the brakes. Give us a few more days on this one. But man, oh man, oh man, the Bills have looked great. Mike Florio, when we come back. <laughs> 